The hardest part, I think, of my story would be back when I was about 18 years old. Um, I got married and I had two children and went through a divorce and um, really lost, kind of lost my way uh, during that divorce. And I ended up losing my children, my first two daughters, um, due to drug addiction. Uh, Their father, um, well, basically I was... I ended up homeless and I was, again, addicted to really hard drugs and my children were living with their father and I lost complete contact with my first two daughters. And then um, that went on for several years and I ended up in a relationship with a person who um, I used with and I ended up having a daughter, a third daughter at that time. It was a domestic violent relationship and it continued to be really toxic. Eventually um, I was getting arrested uh, for possession of drugs and I just kind of got to that point where um, homeless, didn't have any of my children, didn't have any of my family members, my mom, my dad, you know, um, no friends. And I just really was in a dark place. And after about finally getting to that point where I just knew something needed to change, I finally was able to go into a treatment facility. With several charges against me, um, I had a choice of either going to prison or uh, doing a six-month inpatient, six months out, and two years of probation. And um, so I decided to go ahead and go to treatment. And even then, I knew things needed to change, but I didn't... I didn't go to church. I didn't believe, you know, I believed, but I didn't think I needed, you know, God's help. I just really, I was one of those that felt like I could just do this on my own. You know, I was, I'm always one of those that I got this, I'm in control, I can do this. And, you know, um, it just got to the point where I just continued to do that. And I went to treatment and then um, I ended up getting back with that person, my, my third daughter's dad and actually stayed with them another 10 more years. And then things started to get bad again. Um, And I was losing, you know, my homes, my cars, you know, trying to support a family and trying to do all that. I had my third daughter back after going to treatment, but I still didn't have a relationship with my two older daughters. And then there was a situation that happened and there was an attack on my life by him. And I ended up going to court. They, you know, he tried to press charges and and say that I assaulted him when it was self-defense. So at that point, um, I knew something seriously had to change. And so after I went through the court battle and uh, the judge threw it out of court and said, okay, you know, you're free to go. It wasn't, you know, there were going to be no charges against me. Um, I had an attorney say to me, um, she's like, you need to, you need to figure this out. She says, if you stay with him, she says, you're either going to be in jail for killing him or he's going to kill you, one of the two. And at that point, um, you know, being very distant from my mom and dad at that time, 
I really didn't know who else to turn to. And so I uh, finally gave in and I just knew something had to change and I called my mom and they said, okay, you got, you and your daughter can move down here, her, her granddaughter, um, you can move down here and you know, you need to get down here to Oregon. I was in Washington at the time and get to Oregon, um, but you need to get back on your feet. You need to find a job. Um, you know, need to do all that stuff. So that's what I did. I came down here, you know, it was, it was hard for me because, you know, I was always one of those that I can do this. I can take, you know, control of everything. You know, I don't, I don't need anybody's help. You know, I'm still very independent that way, right? I don't feel like I need people's help, but I knew at that time I needed it. And so I moved down here and it was the best thing that I could have ever done. I moved to Hillsboro and um, was able to get back on my feet and find a job uh, and take care of my daughter and raise her. And my two older daughters eventually um, were back in my life um, as I was starting to get better, you know, and work through that. I was no longer on drugs at that time, um, but then I really got into this nine years ago. Uh, working in downtown Portland, it was kind of the thing to do to go hit the, you know, the local clubs to just go in and do happy hour or all that. And because I didn't have any friends or anything like that, I started to get really lonely. And um, I had somebody ask me, "Hey, you want to go out and have a drink?" You know, that sort of thing. And I was like, "Okay, you know, it's not drugs. It's it's just it's socially acceptable. You know, I can go hang out with them." And then. Not but a year after that, I was like completely just lost with the alcohol, finding myself, you know, over drinking to the point where I was blacking out and um, just trying to make excuses for, you know, well, I wasn't doing drugs anymore, but, you know, I can do I can drink alcohol. It's OK. It's socially acceptable. So nine years ago, I found myself in a very um, precarious position and um I ended up the following day after being, uh, you know, completely blacked out uh, with alcohol that uh, I found myself in a 12-step program. And I started a little over nine years ago back into recovery. With that, you know, um, I continued to just, you know, learn the program. You know, um, one of the biggest thing in the program, of course, is the 12 steps. I kept hearing, you know, you need to get a higher power you need to get a higher power and I'm like okay fine you know I'll, I'll, I'll work the program I'll do what I need to do you know and then as I grew in the program I realized my higher power was God and it, and it was God in a Christian sense it wasn't good orderly direction as some people like to call it it wasn't whatever they made up to be it was God you know I was raised a Catholic um and so I always believed in God. I just never really understood what it was like to follow, you know, follow Jesus and what God was going to do for me, how he could help me and how he could save me. You know, um, it was just kind of one of those in, to me in the Catholic religion. It was like, OK, you have to say these penance. You have to do this. You have to do that. And I really had a hard time with that because I couldn't do it perfectly. And I'm one of those that wants to do everything right and to the T and perfectly. And so as I was in the 12-step program, you know, I realized that as I was growing, I was starting to understand, you know, God and what that means for my life and what that means for recovery. And so um, I continued to just work that program for about four years, five years. Um, 
And as I was growing into that, I realized that um, I really wasn't a part of like a community and I wasn't part of, you know, there was a lot missing in my mind. Though I was part of the recovery community, I was understanding my higher power in a Christian sense. And so I tried to talk about my God, you know, my higher power in a Christian sense. And in these 12-step programs are kind of like, kind of just, you know, can you just kind of tone it down, Andrea? <laughs> you know, it was just one of those things that I just, it, it really made me feel uncomfortable. And um, then I recently just moved over here uh, to Aloha. And I started realizing I needed to find, you know, some sort of church, you know, and get involved. And because I had no other friends, I had nothing that was, it was just work. That's all I did was work. And so, um, and then my story comes around here to moving just right across the street over here off uh, uh, Rosa Road. And uh, I started looking for a church. I started hearing, you know, you need to find a church, you know, and I just wanted to find somewhere where I belonged, where I fit in. As I mentioned to you, you know, being a Catholic and I felt like I couldn't do it perfectly. Um, so while I was while I was looking for a church, I kept driving by here and I noticed that Westside was a was a church. And I'm like, wow, that's just right around the block. Right. So I went online and um, saw no perfect people allowed. That's really, I think, you know, after my uh, my bout with alcohol, that's really when I knew I needed to 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 start seeking you know his help and figure out what I'm going to do and how my life is going to move forward so um and I I tell everybody this you know the no perfect people allowed it really hit home for me because it's like oh gosh I can breathe now I don't have to be perfect I don't have to do this perfectly you know and so I've been able to just continue to grow with the church and understand what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ and that I need God I need God in my life every day, every minute of the day, you know, some days more than others. And uh, that's kind of how I ended up here, you know. And then my first, I tell everybody my first service um, here was the first time I heard about Celebrate Recovery. Yeah, it was just kind of interesting because here I was struggling to continue with other 12-step programs and talking about God in a Christian sense. And then I hear this 12-step program, you know, that this, this you know, recovery program of Celebrate Recovery. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. I really think I could do that, you know. And so I started coming here, you know, kind of off and on and, and going to Celebrate Recovery. And it just felt like it was the right thing for me. So it continued my, my recovery um, my process of recovery and it continued to to help me move forward with that and as I was going to celebrate recovery I started realizing I need a relationship with Jesus and I you know I want to learn everything I can and as I continue to grow it just it just blossomed I have about a little over 25 years um, off of hard drugs and um, I just celebrated on the 23rd, right before Thanksgiving, I celebrated nine years of not drinking alcohol. It's just the desire to want to understand what it means to follow Jesus and the desire to understand God and what, what this does for me in my life is just, it's just tremendous for me. It just continues to grow, you know, and I live a beautiful life today. You know, I'm, I'm still, I'm still doing it on my own, so to speak, as far as going to work and not having a husband and, and all that kind of stuff, but I'm not doing it alone anymore. 
and uh, I have all my family members in my life today. My mother, my mom, my dad, my uh, my three daughters, all three of them that I have lost have been back in my life over the years. My two oldest daughters weren't a part of my life for, they were taken away when they were young um, by their dad and, you know, and and rightfully so. They needed to be in a safe place. And, you know, I've had my third daughter, um, well, they were gone 12 years. Um, so they were 18 before they even started to come back into my life. So I didn't get to raise them or be a part of their childhood. But today we are building a new life and building a new relationships with each other. And I get to see them. My third daughter, who has been with me through all of this, who actually came from you know, Washington down here um, has been a part of my life for years. Um, I've had her ever since after I went to treatment and I got her back. We have the best relationship, her and I, you know, so we talk every day. She's she's just, just a good kid and, you know, and I get to have that relationship and I have many other relationships, you know, that have been reconciled, you know, like I said, my mom, my dad, and uh, my brother, and uh and now I just have lots of friends and lots of people in my life today. And so, yeah, I mean, it was it was tough, um, you know, coming from a domestic violent relationship. You know, I've lost homes. I've lost, you know, vehicles. I've had to start over many times. But each time it just gets better and better, you know. And I haven't had to start over in a long time, though. So I'm really grateful for that. Well, helping others, um, and especially in recovery, it's really a big thing for me because for many years, you know, I've gone through all this and I've had so many losses. And, you know, I just believe that I didn't go through all of that for nothing. You know, the loss of children, the loss of homes, the loss of jobs, you know, over and over, uh, coming out of a domestic violent relationship, all of that, um, I just... I didn't work that hard and trust in God to help me through this for nothing. What I've learned is that I have a purpose. And my purpose is to share that story that you, you know, because I mean, today I have, like I said, my, my friends, I have family and my children. I have a good job. I have had women tell me, oh, well, I can't, I can't make it. You know, I've had, you know, I have felonies. Well, I have had two felonies and, you know, and it's been a, it's been a fight for me to get back on my feet and to have good jobs. And what that means to me is that all that I've been through has to to be shared because others need to see that you can come from a domestic violent relationship and loss of jobs and loss of family members, loss of children, and come from all of that and have all of that back. It's not impossible. But what I realized is that I needed to do that with the belief in God and following Jesus because that's to me, that's the redeeming grace that God provides for you. I get that opportunity to not just share my story, but just be an example that we can come from this and be this today. That it's it's not impossible. It, it's not. I think that just by sharing my story and and being a part of the you know recovery field and supporting you know celebrate recovery and continue to do that, I think they just I believe that gives others hope. 
back in the day, if I had seen more people tell their story, maybe I would have had more hope way back then. But who knows? I mean, it could have been, it could have been and not been. But you know what? This is my story. So this is what I had to go through to be able to share that with others by being able to support different types of recovery, you know, uh, or different types of recovery programs or, you know, that sort of thing. But just truly showing that we can come from basically nothing and the loss of everything to having everything back in our life as long as we work towards that and we just be honest about it and continue to work. Program of recovery is not easy. It's not easy. And, you know, sometimes when they talk about doing it one day at a time, some days it's like one minute at a time. And for some people, it could be one second at a time. But you know what? Whether it's one second, one day, that all adds up. It means a lot for me to be able to to share my story because I don't want it to be for nothing. And I don't want to be selfish and just keep it to myself. I want to be an example and show people that recovery is possible. 